The Straight Cash Podcast is presented by GameTime. If you've been tuning in over the last couple months, you've heard all about the GameTime app and how it can save you some serious cash on last-minute tickets to sports, concerts, all types of show. But what I really want to emphasize is how easy it is to use the app. All it takes is two clicks and you can have purchased the apps. And since this is the season of gift giving, I can't really think of a better gift than tickets. It can be, you can use this app for concerts, for games, for theater, for any type of event. And uh, if you're like me and a last minute shopper for your siblings or, or parents or whomever in your life, the Game Time app is the easiest way to get tickets. You can see the view from the seats. You click it. It's it's really the cheapest way to get tickets. I can't emphasize enough how easy it is to use the app. And now to make things even better, GameTime is hooking you up for the holidays with a $10 credit. Here's what to do. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Tickets section of the app. Create an account. Then under the Billing section, redeem code THEATHLETIC. Once again, that's the athletic, all one word, for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money. Credit is only available to the first 1,000 people who redeem the code, and it expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st, 2019, if apparently you don't know the end of the year. So make moves quick and score last minute tickets with the Game Time app. Hey, this is Chad Graff. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. A few weeks ago, I was talking with my editor, Zach Pierce, about potential stories to work on in advance of a likely playoff berth for the Vikings. We thought it might be interesting to revisit the Vikings' playoff win in Lambeau 15 years ago, the game, of course, where Randy Moss pretended to moon the fans and yielded this call from Joe Buck. is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. And it's unfortunate that we had that on our air live. That is disgusting by Randy Moss. I didn't know what angle I wanted to take with the story, though. We thought about another oral history, but we've done a few of those, including one already on Moss. And while it would have been a great story to hear about that game from Moss, he doesn't exactly love doing interviews and had shot down my previous two requests. I had always been fascinated by the relationship, or lack thereof, between Minnesota fans and Joe Buck, but I didn't really know how to approach that. It's been 15 years, Minnesota isn't exactly the only market where Buck isn't beloved, and I wondered too if his great call on Stefan Diggs' game-winning catch two years ago alleviated some of the Buck angst from fans. It, it was, after all, an awesome call. steps into it, passes, A few days after that brainstorming session with Zach, I noticed Richard Deitch had Buck on as a guest on his podcast, so I listened to the episode. Joe talked about how long he wants to broadcast, what it's like to work with Troy Aikman, and a number of other interesting subjects. It's a great episode, and if you want to listen, it's called the Sports Media Podcast. Anyway, 
Toward the end of their conversation, Joe Buck mentioned in passing that his wife, Michelle, who works at ESPN on Monday Night Countdown, has become friends with Moss and that the three of them have shared laughs over the years and that Randy has even invited them to West Virginia to go fishing. Just like that, I knew the story I wanted to tell. So I called Joe Buck. Hello? Joe, Chad Graff here. What's going on? Hey, good. Hey, Chad. How are you? Good. Just good watching the Saints after dinner. Looks like uh, no surprise that they're rolling. Yeah. No, same old. Same old Drew. Same old Saints. Exactly. Same old yeah. It was Monday of last week, and we were both watching the Monday night game between the Saints and the Colts. I told him what I wanted to talk about, and he agreed. The plan all along was just to write a story on it, which I did. That is posted at The Athletic today and has a lot more detail than this podcast, thanks to separate interviews I did with Michelle and some help from ESPN. I hope you'll check out that story. But Joe was so eloquent, thoughtful, and even pretty funny with his answers that at the end of it, I had to ask him another question. Well, hey, uh, I wanted to reach out because interested in doing a story I heard you on Richard Deitch's podcast, uh, tell the story of you and Michelle befriending Randy and, and Randy, you know, going out of his way to be nice to Michelle and, and help her out as she joined ESPN and Monday Night Countdown and all that stuff. So if you're interested or, or will and just uh, chat with you for five, ten minutes about all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Happy to. So here, uninterrupted, is my phone call with Joe Buck. So um, I guess if we can just start at 2004 and kind of go chronological with, you know, you and Randy and getting to know each other. Um, 2004 happens, you do the game. Did you do the the game the next week when the Vikings played the Eagles, or were you not on yes, the Vikings? You did. Despite, despite the uh, protestations of Red McCombs, I believe. <laughs> right. <laughs> if memory serves me correctly. You know, I think I did the next game. I don't even know. I'm glad you said it was 2004. It took the pressure off me because I right. – Probably couldn't have even told you what year it was. Uh, I guess technically but, 05, but the four season. Yeah, I mean, well, we we would have done all the, the big playoff games, and as they made their way through, um, yeah, I'm sure we did. Right. So I get this is like pre-Twitter, and, you know, I think listening to what you said to Richard was interesting, but pre-Twitter, like, how do you even find out that people are upset? Like, I assume you leave, you go have a nice dinner, have a glass of wine, go to bed. Like, when do you even find out that people are upset? You know, I, I think as, as I look back on it, um, and I've probably uh, repressed some of these memories <laughs> and blocked them out. Uh, I, I think, you know, it became a thing. It became a, a thing on pregame shows. It became a talking point on uh, kind of the, the yelling cable shows. Right. I think Woody Page... If that's it, I think that's his name, right? Yeah, yep. uh, he was on Around the Horn or he, something like that. Yeah, he he like smoked me on it. Uh, I think the only guy that was on a pregame show that that kind of threw in on quote unquote my side would was Boomer uh, mm. Siason. So um, even like CBS and other networks were talking about it. Yeah, I mean it. You know, the New York Post wrote about it, um, and and it was it was. It was, you know, old school, like you said, it's, it's pre social media. So it's old school, right. kind of slow reaction. And then, you know, you're answering questions and doing interviews about it 
you know, for the next week. And then it kind of goes away. Although I will tell you, and we'll probably get there, but, and I said it on, on Richard's podcast that I still, if I, if I go on my Twitter feed, certainly if I'm doing a Vikings game, uh, someone will, will say, you know, either that's disgusting or, you know, Randy Moss, super creative people, very creative. (laughs) Uh, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I look back on that and I think, you know, on one hand, I cringe a little at the way I reacted because, and I'm just giving you my honest feel on this, whatever this is, 15 years later, I cringe on it because it is so, uh, you know, I, I think it, it was, it had a, a big exclamation point on it by me. Um, and, and I think I could have probably sloughed it off a little bit better than I did. Um, but on the other hand, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm I'm happy that I had a real reaction live on TV. And I I think that, you know, whatever Randy did, um, and it wasn't just the mooning thing. It was up against the the goalpost that, that kind of, I think hit me wrong or, or anything week to week. I I think all I can do is just kind of trust my honest gut reaction. And if I have the you know, the, the goal to say it out loud, uh, you know, sometimes you have to live with what comes out of your mouth. I, I don't have the, the big delete button to, to take something back. And, I, and I'm not certain that I would. I, you know, I, it is what it, it, it was what it was. Right. So the next week, I mean, you got to do the game. Does like in your pre game meetings with coach, certain players, do you bump into Randy or like, do you get any sense at, at this point, if Randy knows or cares or thinks twice about I, I it, I don't. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think Randy cared right for five seconds of his life about that, <laughs> um, about me saying anything. I, I really don't. I, I was kind of surprised that when he came to Fox, that he was even aware of it because he, when he came to Fox, uh, he dipped into one of our preseason games, and it was kind of a, "Hey, Randy Moss is at Fox," and he's going to join you guys on, on the air from LA in the third quarter. And, you know, immediately I'm thinking, okay, this could be really awkward. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and he came on and, and I was like, well, the last thing I'm going to do is act like nothing happened. I'm going to, I'm, I'm bringing this up. And, and at this point you two don't have much of a relationship. No, I, okay. I didn't have any really real relationship with him back then. You know, to, to say that he was a huge part of uh, production meetings would be a stretch. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's fine. I've, I've always said whether it's him or, or you know, Bill Belichick, if, if they really don't want to be a part of those or be really revealing, that's that's totally fine with me and, and their prerogative. So, you know, I, I can't say that I knew him back then. Um, and, and so when the next week rolled around, nobody said anything, you know, with regard to, you know, yeah, I was doing radio interviews or, you know, I was kind of gauging the, the national reaction to it. I I was kind of surprised that the reaction was what it was, to be honest with you. Um, that, that I was kind of the, the guy in the crosshairs, but you know, you, you kind of live and learn and grow and understand things a little bit better um and and i think you know like i said before i think the reaction by me was honest and raw and real but probably needed to be uh i don't know probably thought out a little better or a little bit 
I, I, I found out, let's say I found out the power of the word disgusting right. uh, in 2004. Right. Um, so did you say anything about it like at the top of the next game against the Eagles or do you remember? No, yeah. no, okay. you just move on. I mean, it, I think the more attention you draw to it, the more you kind of feel like you're making it about yourself, you know, and, and it's, uh, it was not, you know, he, he did his fine, he got his fine and straight cash homie and all that other right, stuff. I right. mean, I, I think he, I think he kind of enjoyed all that stuff to yeah. be honest with you. Um, he and I have never had any heart to heart about it because I, I just, again, I, I don't think he really cared then. And I'm sure he doesn't care now. Um, so, and, you know, he's on ESPN and when they lead to you got mossed, I mean, that, that little clip is a part of. Right. Right. Video I guess I didn't think that of that. Introduces him on the air. So right. it's not like anybody's hiding from it. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I could, go on and on about this and it was you know the the reaction was well that's what the Packer fans do to the to the Vikings players when they're on the bus on their way into the stadium and they moon them or whatever and you know I I just feel I felt like on that stage in, in that moment you know if I'm sitting on the couch with my kid that's probably not something that I think should just go by untalked about um but, you know, I, again, I, I think it, it needed to be said maybe uh, better by me or, um, you know, I don't know. You, you just have to, whether it's that or a touchdown call or a home run call or whatever it is, you just have whatever comes out of your mouth you have to live with. Yeah. So that, that Fox hit that he does with you in the third quarter in the preseason, do you remember making any kind of joke about it? or? Did it- yeah, I said, you know, so we're talking and we're talking about the Giants and whoever the Giants were playing that night. And we're kind of going back and forth. And, you know, I've always enjoyed and appreciated his take on things. I think he has a really unique way of looking at things. Uh, and at the end, I said, you know, Randy, you and I have a bit of a history. And he kind of <laughs> laughed back. And, and I can't really see him. I can only hear him in my headset and he laughed and I said, uh, you know about that, right? You know, I, I wasn't even sure if he knew I was the guy. Right, that said right. it, to be honest with you. Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah. I said, we good. He goes, man, you said what you said. I said, or I did what I did. You said what you said. We're all good, man. All good. And, and he was laughing about it and I said, all right, so we're all good. Just want to make that clear right now going forward. We're all good. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was, and you know, it was, I think he was being honest. I don't think he was, I don't think he was upset then. And I, you know, like I said before, I sure as hell don't think he was upset whatever year that was. Right. So you talked a lot about fans not liking you and how tough it can be to sort of be the national guy when people fall in love with their local person who's excited and everything throughout the season. And then you got to play the balanced card. Was do you feel like you got more, you know, either fans in your Twitter mentions or fans upset with you in Minnesota than other teams, or was Minnesota about kind of what other markets? Yeah, was? no, I, I didn't sense that it was any greater than okay. you know. It, to me, Minnesota, uh, the Twin Cities, feels very much like where I live. It feels very, uh, uh, you know, Midwest, which I think is is the best compliment I can pay any area because that's where I'm from. And I, I think the people there are really good people. I married a girl whose family is from, uh, is from Minnesota 
and I, I have plenty of in-laws there and from there. So I, I've always known that they're, you know, generally great people. They're great fans. Um, and I, I appreciate that, that people care, to be honest with you. It'd be the worst thing in the world if, if people didn't care. Um, and they're protective of their own guy. And, and I completely understand that. I understood that then, and I certainly understand that 15 years later, you know, if you're a fan of, you know, you, you can complain and, and moan and groan about your team all day long, but the minute somebody who's not from there does it, well then, you know, you're, you're the outsider and, and they'll come get you. So, uh, I, you know, hopefully all was made well with the Stefan Diggs uh, touchdown call (laughs) a couple years ago. Yep. And beyond that, it's most of it's all in good fun anyway. I, it's not, it's never vicious. It's never mean. It's just you're not when you're not one of them or a Packer fan or you're not, you know, a whatever, a Giants fan. Well, then you're you're either with us or you're against us. And, and you know, being the national guy, I'm not really with anybody except Fox. So you're always kind of perceived as the guy there who's uh who's against everybody and nothing could be further from the truth. I don't even think like that. Right. So to fast forward a little bit, Michelle gets to Monday night countdown in 16, the same year as Randy. How did their, you know, friendship evolve and and begin? He's just a good guy. He's just a good dude, you know? And, and I, he had, he has no reason to go out of his way to be nice to her and, and then extend, uh, you know, kind of the, the pleasantries to, to me. But I know that when I've been in Monday Night Football to support her and, and she throws to her interviews, I would say about half the time, uh, I've been there, um, I don't know, probably three or four times. And every time I go there, he's the first guy to pop off that set, come down and give me a big hug. Hmm. And uh, he treats Michelle great. And he's just a good person. And... You know, I, I think everybody grows and everybody learns and everybody evolves. And, you know, I certainly have. Uh, and and I, I think, you know, as, as he looks back, you know, I, I don't know how he feels about all that. I don't know how he feels about that moment in his career. But I, I do know that as far as people that, like, greet me with a smile that played in the league, he's right at the top of the list. And, and so it's, you know, it means a lot to me. I don't know. I don't know if, if it even registers with him, but right. it means a lot to me that, you know, 15 years later, or if, you know, we're talking about this a couple of years ago, over 10 years later, you know, he, he literally goes out of his way to, uh, to make me feel welcome. I'm the outsider there, you know, I'm with Fox and I'm there on ESPN set and he'll, you know, unhook and come down and give me a hug. And he's like, I've told Michelle, I'm telling you, come down and go fishing. I want you guys to go fishing with me. And, you know, I, I think he really likes Michelle because she's fun and, and a great person and, and funny and fun to hang out with. And, you know, I'm, I'm you know, maybe I'm riding her coattails on that. But I, I, I do believe it's genuine. And, uh, you know, it, it like I said, it means a lot to me. And so have you gotten to know him enough like that you guys will occasionally go to dinner or anything like that? Or is it kind of, well, you see never, him when we're never there we, you know, we're never, the only time I've ever been around him after the fact has been 
me being on the field with her getting ready to do her pregame hit. And then, you know, they have it on, you know, they're on the field. They have an on-field set. So that's the only time I've ever really seen them. And I've never really seen them uh, casually or socially. So, I, you know, I keep saying, he, he said it the other day. He said it a few weeks ago, again, with the open invitation. And right. Michelle, my wife's like, I'm telling you, we're taking him up on that. Yeah. Like, Great. Let's go. I'll go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, I think it's important for, for Michelle, you know, practically speaking, to feel a part of that team. And uh, of all, you know, like I said to Richard, of, of all those people, and there are, you know, more than a handful at ESPN and on that show, of all the ones on the on that set and a part of that show, he is n- easily number one who makes her feel the most welcome. And and when it's somebody in your family or, you know, somebody who, who does something nice for your kid or your wife or your dad or whatever, you know, the, those people are gold to you. So I, you know, that that's how I think of them. That's awesome. Well, I, I'm for sure going to have to follow up and hear about the fishing excursion in the off season or whenever if it, it happens, is. I will, uh, I will reach out to you. I don't know That's what we're great. fishing for. Right. Uh, One of those things I, you I show don't. up, don't ask questions, and, and wherever he takes you, that's what you're doing. Right. Yeah. I'll have a hat with lures on it. That's right. And, uh, that's right. I will, uh, you know, maybe then we'll talk about uh, the mooning in Green right. Bay, but uh, not before. So that was my conversation with Joe Buck. I hope you enjoyed the chat and this podcast, even if it was a bit different from what we've done in the past. If you liked it, please consider subscribing to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're interested in reading the article but aren't yet a subscriber, you can sign up for 40% off at theathletic.com slash straight cash. And as always, thanks for listening to the, for this episode anyway, aptly named Straight Cash Podcast. <laughs>